in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, folks, good afternoon. It is John DePietro. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. Folks, again, we start at 11 and we go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, petro.com. This portion of the program is brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Now, let's just say um, when the Celtics are back in action, and now it's a best of three series without question. So tonight, Celtics heat. And the series is tied 2-2. And then you're going to have the next game is Friday night. And then could be Sunday game seven. Friday night will be back in Boston. But you can catch all the action at the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln, where they also have the outside deck. But I know a lot of people like being with the big crowd you want to watch it with some celtics fans and it's just terrific folks they're waiting for you at the lodge pub and eatery delicious food located right off of uh, 146 it's the lodge pub and eatery 40 breakneck hill road in lincoln all right i want to go to uh, some of the recent sound that we have there's a lot more details about this um, individual Teen Gumman was bullied as a child, grew increasingly violent, as I said. Boo-hoo. Let me just... uh, I'm up against a paywall, the article I want to read. Cut his own face. Again, they control that? The Star Tribune bullied as a child, cut his own face, shot his grandmother, buried himself inside. And we know that he was online. Uh, promoting a lot of what he, I, I don't know a lot of what he was doing, but there were definitely some some uh, red flags there, to say, to put it mildly. All right, Governor McKee has weighed in. Governor McKee has weighed in. And by the way, Governor McKee is also going all in with the Sabina Matos partnership. Wow. He is, um, do you know, he's actually even changed his profile picture. Here is uh, Governor McKee. Talking about landmaker, uh, lawmakers, what he wants to do in Rhode Island. It's important that we uh, remember and we pray for those families that are being impacted in a uh, in such a horrific way right now. With a, it's an evil act. And I think after you say the prayers and you the prevention, let's do something here at the state of Rhode Island. Um, you know the assault weapon uh, legislation that's in front of the General Assembly right now. I encourage them to pass that. You know he he's saying that that I I would argue. Um, it's the worst time to try to do something like that simply because now it's it's all just being done in total knee-jerk reaction. Um, Tom Brady got a hole in one. <laughs> uh, all right. I want to go through, though. There's, there's a lot more sound here. Obviously, you know, here, here's the problem, though, with, with like a president... Biden, I don't think he's got, he doesn't have the juice to pull this off. I also want to play, here's uh, Steve Kerr last night, head coach, Golden State Warriors, even, you know, him talking about I'm so tired of the shooting. I'm here and offering condolences to, to the devastated families that are out there. I'm so tired of the, excuse me, I'm sorry, I'm tired of the moments of silence. Enough. I'm fed up. I've had enough. We're going to play the game tonight. But I want every person here, every person listening to this, to think about your own child or grandchild or mother or father or sister or brother. How would you feel if this happened to you today? We can't get numb to this. You know, he's spoken out so many times, and of course his family is a victim of gun violence. His father's a prominent academic, killed in the Middle East, assassinated. Mm-hmm. Assassinated. And he has not been afraid to speak out. No, he has not. And Amy said we can- you know, um, I, I agree with a little bit uh, this business of um, getting numb to it. But let me hear some of the some of the other comments in in thoughts on this. You know, the red flag law that 
the red flag flag laws that exist. I, I want to hear it. This is um, I'm not saying I agree with any of this. I'm here in the straw, but I want to hear some people's reactions to it. This is uh, some of the foot the comments of the view. Republicans, because they are the ones that are standing in the way. It is not Congress. Congress, the House of Representatives, has passed a gun reform bill that's been sitting in the Senate. You know, I, I, see, that's the type of thing. As soon as they make it that it's it's all just one party. Um, I, I want to hear if anyone else is mentioning the age limit. I, I because. I think that's something that could be done immediately. Oh, boy. Trump said he will still speak at the NRA conference in Texas after the school shooting. Now, I also recognize, let's see, Instagram says it's working with law enforcement. Review an account appears to belong to the gunman. I I, I don't. I don't know if that is going to be enough in order to get some kind of. You know, the, the, here's the here's the problem with social media is that there are kids, there are children that are stupid. And may, well, what I mean is they make stupid mistakes and they do post things. Um, and and then but like nothing happened, nothing comes of it is what I'm saying. So I, I now, folks, I, I do want to hear this, though. Last night I was posting a lot of this on social media. The the, the traffic jam last night was unreal because they were trying to. I just wanted you to hear this. On a standstill on 195 on parking lot. This after a wrong way driver causing a very serious crash, and it was only after police on the scene got a little bit creative that the traffic started to break up. Erica Ritchie is live in East Providence. So what did they have to do, Erica? Well, creative they were, Danielle. They went ahead and they on this fence right over here, and that was to allow the traffic from the highway to be diverted onto School Street here in East Providence. Until they did that, the cars were stuck there for well over an hour. Now, our cameras were rolling as that diversion took place. I'll show you the video now. You can see those cars taking that green light. All right. Hold on, folks. I'm sorry. I had a minor technical problem. We'll get it on track right now. Good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM at uh, 115. I just, I wanted to hear a local report with now uh, this, you know, you can't also ignore the politics that come along. You also heard one of the comments on The View. This is one party. Southern New England police departments will increase their presence at schools. I, I it's it, It's not... McKee calls for a ban of assault weapons, high-capacity magazines. It's not a problem here. We have different gun laws. It's different gun laws than what you have in Texas. Uh, I recognize people are going to say it doesn't matter. But it it should matter because it's a world of difference of how what the gun laws are in a place like Texas and what they are in Rhode Island and in Massachusetts, but I want to hear this um, local report today, now. This mass school shooting bringing back so many terrible memories for many of the 2012 mass shooting at Sandy Hook Elementary School in Newtown, Connecticut. NBC 10's Christina Vitale is live in Providence with a look at the response this morning from some local schools. Christina. Allison, because of this tragedy, four local communities are increasing police presence at their schools today, including right here in Providence. Providence, Dayton, Swansea, and Seekonk police all posted similar messages about having an increased presence at schools and sharing a reminder about how committed they are to protecting children. Many of you will recall the 2012 shooting at Sandy Hook Elementary School in Newtown, Connecticut. Twenty children and six adults were killed. The chairman of the Newtown Action Alliance is speaking about this senseless act of violence. Mostly I'm angry because this shooting was preventable. But honestly, they need more than thoughts and prayers. They need true action to prevent these type of tragedies from happening. 
Murray says she wants President Biden to declare gun violence as a national emergency. We're live here in Providence. Christina Vitali, NBC 10 News. You know, I do I do agree with the that it's certainly preventable. Um, without question. And that shouldn't, that's also where, from what I understand, a lot of uh, the talk on Fox last night was basically, you know, I just don't, but anyone that's talking about, well, we got to get even more police in the school. There were police in school. I disagree with that. I think, then then you're just setting up gun battles in the school. Like, I, I don't think that's the magic answer that a lot of people seem to think that it's going to be. I don't think so. Um, I, I I think it's it's going to come down to um, that the first thing that has to happen is it has to be removed from that he I want to be very clear he he legally purchased those weapons that has to change and I know someone will say they could still go out and get him but just talk about this particular individual this particular individual by all accounts I mean here's here's the problem when when you have a when you have a uh, a problem 15-year-old, if nothing is done, then he becomes a problem 16-year-old. If you're a teacher, you're nodding your head right now. You know, think back even to when you were in grammar school. There were kids, there were children that were, they were a problem in first grade. They were a problem in fifth grade. They were a problem in eighth grade. But with boys... Boys go off. If you have a boy who's 17 years old and he's already becoming isolated, not adapting, seen as, you know, they may pretend that they just want to be a loner, but that's really not it. And, of course, see, the bullying is not going to stop. And we've gone through this. We would, you know, the schools have gone through this. The schools have gone through. I know of parents that still reach out to me that their children, for different reasons, get bullied at school. And this happens. I'll tell you what's going to happen with this as well is more people are going to the, the are going to just say we, we forget about the public school system. It's not worth it. It's not safe. Um. And people are just not, they're just not doing enough. All right, I want to, um, folks, and again, good afternoon. Right now, it is 1.20. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. I know that everybody wants to take action. I, um, locally, it's it's all just, it's it's politics. Rhode Island, and Rhode Island's very safe. Rhode Island and Mass, for the most part, are are very um, very safe. Here's Wall Street Journal. What should we do about gun violence? Students discuss gun control and the Second Amendment, and this is called Future Views. Um, protect the Second Amendment because seconds matter. My family. I just want to go through. My family's been affected by gun violence. In 20, this is by Andrew. In 2016, my two younger sisters witnessed the murder of singer Christina Grimmie as they were in line to meet her after a concert. The killer entered unchallenged, two loaded handguns, two spare magazines, and a large knife. He was not stopped by security, but by Christina's brother. While I would not dare to say that the outcome that day would have changed if someone had been carrying, the event did open my eyes. In many situations, police are minutes away, but life-changing acts of violence occur in seconds. So in those seconds, the only thing you can guarantee, experience, skills, personal belongings. Second Amendment grants the right to use the most effective tool for self-protection. I agree with all that. So um, here's another thought by a student from Chicago. Owning a gun shouldn't be a right. 
Second Amendment cannot in good faith be interpreted to establish a right to establish gun ownership. The inherent purpose of a gun is to kill. An item whose sole purpose is bloodshed does not deserve the protection of the Constitution. In a country whose founding creed include the unalienable right to life, it's shameful we granted so much power cause death. Well, they're never going to get rid of that. I will say this, though, folks. And again, good afternoon at 122 on this Wednesday. One thing, when I was in, when I was in Poland and Ukraine, the number of people I would meet would talk about in Europe, this is, here's something we have to identify. You don't find this in other parts of the world. Those that are talking about this is a United States phenomenon, they're not wrong. This is a United States type of thing. Um, Let's see. Another thought. There isn't an answer yet. People want to reduce gun violence. They should focus on the main cause of gun death. Suicide. As horrific and devastating mass shootings are, they particularly come and make up a small fraction of gun deaths. There should be a waiting period for purchasing firearms, given that the act of suicide is generally impulsive. You know, a lot of this does seem to almost come out to that the shooters are prepared to either kill themselves or be killed. And so I think you can argue, you know, it's the thing of the suicide by cop. That's real. That is real. The relationship between different gun policies and violent crime is not clear. Um, They talk about this RAND performs an analysis and studies estimating the effects of a waiting period on suicide rates. You know, I know that um, someone that I know that runs a gun range has said they encounter people sometimes where they can tell by the way they're acting that they really went there to take their own life. Uh, And I, I recognize some people are saying it's an outdated right. You're not going to, the Second Amendment was implemented America could, could not rely on local law enforcement. You know, as I was saying last night, you can't have it both ways. As far as you have the Black Lives Matter groups, the progressives, defund the police, abolish the police. Um, well, how do you think people are going to react? And, and you have cities that were cutting their police department budgets. So you you can't be, you know, and that, how about that state senator, Tara Mack? Last night, she's a state senator, and she's on social media all excited because today Governor McKee is going to sign into law uh, legalizing cannabis. Weed is suddenly legal. And she said, and she wrote, and it's going to be lit. See, this is a perfect example. That individual, this has nothing to do with race or her sexual preference. She's too immature to hold elected office. Chilling details emerge in the killing of the 19 children and two teachers. You know, I also want to mention, though, before I do that, folks, and again, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. Um... Let's see. John. Oh, Kevin wrote this. Avid listener here. Thank you, Kevin. Keep up the fight. You're doing a great job. All right. I called the lawn doctor. George came right out to my house, did an analysis. We're on our way to a greener lawn. <laughs> good people doing good things. Go, Pat, Cat. Go, Pat Cordalesa. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you, Kevin. Folks, again, contact the lawn doctors. They're amazing. They are incredible. They do incredible work. And George is a friend of mine, and he's fantastic. Uh, you could have a better lawn. You know, and, and I recognize it's not as easy as some people think, by the way. Lawn doctor. Sign on for their premium eight service program. Your best lawn ever guaranteed. Now, you can call them, like Kevin did, at 401-392-1025. They also have a great website, lawndoctor.com. Outdoor pest control, lawn care service, they're the best. Your best lawn ever, guaranteed, and it's Lawn Doctor. Now, folks, if you would like to email me, you can go to the website, depetro.com, D-E-P-T-R-O.com, 
and you can, it says contact John. Now, also, if you go under radio show, you'll see all the different, uh, everything's in library fashion. And all of our advertisers, the numbers are right there. So you can get in touch with them that way. 401-392-1025 or online at lawndoctor.com. All right, let me get back to some of the details now. Um, I, I also think, so the NRA is going to go ahead with their convention in Texas tomorrow. Whew. Um, chilling details. Here we go. 18-year-old gunman stormed past an armed guard carrying a rifle he had purchased days before the attack. 19 children, two teachers killed. Before the gunman was shot by a Border Patrol agent. Chilling detail. The 18-year-old shot his grandmother, left her wounded at her home, drove a pickup truck, crashed at high speed by an elementary school less than a half mile away, exchanged shots with police officers on the scene who were unable to stop him before he killed 19 children, two teachers, and a massacre in a single classroom. The gunman identified Salvador Ramos used a rifle, and a second similar weapon was left in the truck outside. He purchased both guns within the last week, just after his 18th birthday. I'm going to say it again. An 18-year-old should not have access to those weapons, period. So you're saying someone 18 should lead, should join the military and put their life on the line, but they can't. That's different. That's the military. This is a young loser who can't even pass to get out of high school that have access. I'm saying it's one thing for our military, 18, 19, 20, to have it. And there's a difference between that and some zero named Salvador Ramos. Where are the parents? There's people speculating online he's an illegal. Now, California Democrats pursue new gun restrictions. As Democrats in Congress struggle to break, lawmakers in California responding within hours. State Senate advanced a bill let private citizens sue those who make or sell outlawed gun, ghost guns and assault-style weapons. Now, here's my problem with that. All right, so those individuals, those individuals, right now, the parents of those 19 children and the family members of the teacher... Boom, they get to sue the, the maker of the, the gun. Is that bringing those children back? I don't, I'm talking about prevention here. Gunman shot his grandmother at her home less than a half mile away from the Robb Elementary. The woman who survived was wounded made her way across the street to a neighbor's home. Gunman then took a pickup truck, registered to the grandmother, driving at a high speed, crashed into a barrier outside the elementary school. The police received a call around 1130. A truck had crashed and a man had emerged with a long rifle and a backpack. That doesn't sound good because it wasn't good. The chaotic rampage, hour and a half west of San Antonio. Of course, now, national debate on gun violence in America. Deadliest school shooting since 20 children and six educators were killed at Sandy Hook. You know, keep in mind, that was actually 26 people. Um, One armed law enforcement officer was at the school. The officer exchanged gunfire, but the gunman was able to get past the officer. The gunman then entered through a south door at the school. How did he get inside? After he was inside, two officers arrived on the scene, engaged him, and they were met with gunfire. Both were shot. It appeared the gunman was contained in one classroom, and the officers were unable to enter it. He remained there until a tactical unit from the Border Patrol arrived and shot the gunman several times, killing him. Wanya Barrett Jr. said his little sister, 10-year-old student, described what happened the moments before leading the massacre. He's a 19-year-old senior at the high school. Said that when he and his mother first heard, they frantically drove to the civic center. They were told they could reunite with the students. After several hours, they were reconnected. 
All right. Uh, describe what happened. Sister told a fourth grade classman watching a movie. She looked out the window and saw a man outside with a gun. She alerted her teacher and soon the classroom could hear gunfire aimed toward nearby windows. The sister described how she and her fellow classmates jumped out of the window one by one and ran to a funeral home across the street. All of the victims in the shooting have been identified. Several other children were injured. 66-year-old woman was the grandmother been shot in her home. Um, a 10-year-old girl brought to the hospitals in critical condition. In the school shooting has improved, now in serious condition. A 9-year-old girl and another 10-year-old are in good condition. Acquaintance said the gunman frequently missed class when he was enrolled at the local high school, had few friends. State officials said he appeared to have dropped out of school and was employed at Wendy's. Um, boom, boom, boom. Class is supposed to let out on Thursday. Um, let's see. I'm going to come back to the fact that um, that he this business that he turns 18 and it can immediately go in. Okay, a mission reports the gunman was carrying a handgun was confusion because of the guns found at the scene. Some of the guns appeared to have been dropped by law enforcement. Okay, um, he had been employed by Wendy's. We know that. God, those kids jumping out the window. Whew. Terrible. Jumping out of the window to escape. Not everyone could escape. Terrible. I, I, I'm, I'm, I think you do it in the wake of the massacre. The Supreme Court is poised to expand gun rights. That doesn't sound right unimaginable is what it is now you know this business of you know what was the motive I, I something happened with the grandmother um and i'm not you know we're not blaming the grandmother or the school or anything i want to be very clear about that but i come back to the idea that he turns 18 and then he can go and legally buy the weapon. I do. I support the Second Amendment. Of course, I do. Am I a legal gun owner? Yes, I am. However, I don't think that that they should. When you're eighteen, all right. I think that. The um, governor of Texas, uh, Governor Abbott, I believe he's speaking at the moment. I I think we're going to dip into that. Um, Where did I see that? Yeah. Uh, Hold on. Bear with me, folks. It's 135. One's going to get it. Listen, and I get the name calling, you know, complete evil. Yeah, I, I get that. But... Unfortunately, we're not going to, the evil people are not going away. So we're we're dealing with evil people in the world. So that, I'm I'm just, we, we can condemn it. We can say all of those things. But, and they're all accurate, but it's not, okay, here's Governor Rabbit. I want to hear this. Here we go. Governor of Texas. Texas Division of Emergency Management. The FBI, as well as multiple federal partners, including the DEA, ATF, HSI, and Border Patrol. And then, of course, the the valiant local officials. The Uvalde Sheriff's Department. Uvalde Police Department. Uvalde Independent School District Police. Uvalde County Constables. Uvalde Mayor, the County Judge. Valley District Attorney's Office, local public works and surrounding police uh, department, and the San Antonio Police and Fire Department also. 
Let me walk you through some of the facts of what has happened. There's been a lot of things that have been said. Some are correct, some are incorrect. Let me tell you the best information that we have at this time. Understanding, very importantly, that this is an ongoing investigation and ongoing investigations often reveal new information as those investigations progress. The first thing that happened was that the gunman shot his grandmother in the face. She then contacted police. The gunman fled, and uh, as he was fleeing, he had an accident just outside of the elementary school, and he ran into the school. Officers with the Consolidated Independent School District, they approached the gunman and engaged with the gunman uh, at that time. The gunman then entered a back door and went down two short hallways and then into a classroom on the left-hand side. The gun room uh, entered into that classroom and the classroom was connected internally to another classroom. Border Patrol, Consolidated ISD officers, police, sheriffs, and DPS officers converged on that classroom. And a Border Patrol officer killed the gunman. As I said, Texas Rangers are leading the investigation, joined by federal, state, and local law enforcement officials. At this time, we know that 19 children Nineteen children have lost their lives. Folks, oh, the governor of Texas, Governor Abbott. Two faculty members lost their lives. Terrible. Terrible. This is live. In addition to that, there are John DePietro show. 17 people who are injured, oh. but their injuries are not life-threatening. All family members of all of these students and faculty members have been contacted and informed about the circumstances. Officials are working with parents to ensure that their parents are going to be able to see their children. Parents should contact victim services at the county fairplex. We know that there are parents still striving to make a connection. All parents are welcome and urge to contact victim services at the county fairplex. The gunman was 18 years old and reportedly a high school dropout. Reportedly, there has been no criminal history identified yet. He may have had a juvenile record, but that is yet to be determined. There was no known mental health history of the gunman. He used one weapon, which was an AR-15, using 223 rounds. There was no meaningful forewarning of this crime, other than what I'm about to tell you. As of this time, the only information that was known in advance was posted by the government on Facebook approximately 30 minutes before reaching the school. I think it was Instagram. The first post was to the point of, he said, I'm going to shoot my grandmother. Oh, that I didn't know. The second post was, I shot my grandmother. Oh. The third post maybe less than 15 minutes before arriving at the school was, I'm going to shoot an elementary school. Oh, Facebook again. I mentioned that during the shootout that took place at the school, in addition to the students and the faculty, there were three officers who were injured who were all remaining in good condition. One deputy sheriff lost a daughter in that school. Before coming out here, we had a long discussion with law enforcement at all levels. 
We had a discussion with community leaders, elected officials. And I asked the sheriff and others an open-ended question and got the same answer from the sheriff as well as from the mayor of Uvalde. The question was, what is the problem here? And they were straightforward and emphatic. They said, we have a mental, we, we have a problem with mental health illness in this community. And access to And then weapons. they elaborated on, Come on. the magnitude Come on. of the mental health challenges that they're facing in the community and, and the need. access to the weapon. For more mental health oh, support. Oh, come on. He shouldn't have had the AR-15. You're not going to I want to make that? sure everybody understands uh, the mental health services that are available at this time. Oh, come on. With me making one clarifying point in that advance that I'm going to read out the out loser. In the aftermath. Having access on his 18th birthday to an AR. Whenever anything as shocking and extraordinary and disturbing as this event is occurs... There is an urgent need for everybody affected to access mental health. I cannot be more emphatic than... You're not going to solve that. ...saying Governor, with great urgency. You're not going to solve that. Everybody in this community. I mean everybody. It's ridiculous. The victims, the families... Oh, God. Do I have to Family members, friends, the, the, the law enforcement involved, but the entire community You're not gonna is in utter shock about this. Some physical wounds that were sustained by the officers, they're going to heal in the coming days. Texas Governor Greg Abbott. The mental and emotional wounds are far harder to see. I understand that. And last far longer. The state of Texas, working with federal and local officials and agencies, we're going to be here for a long, long time. And one key point that we will focus on is making sure that everybody in this community has the access they need for as long as they need it. That's fine. But to address with the mental and emotional folks, good afternoon, one forty-four minutes. Give us another minute here, but that they have. We'll list various agencies and, and make right, sure. we're not going to tap out of this. These are made available to the public. Again, folks, I, uh, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. I, I want to be supportive. That was Texas Governor, Governor Rabbit. Um, but look, look at last summer, those uh, punks in Providence that were riding around for hours terrorizing people with the BB gun and those kids, from what I understand, I was told, you know, they're the type that have been a problem since they were, you know, six years old. Those kids in Providence, if they had access, you know why they had the BB gun? Because that's all they had access to. If they had access to an AR, that's what they would have been riding around with. I, I want to repeat, and again, I understand he's addressing, he's the governor of Texas. He's addressing the local community. I get that. And right now, he's trying to make a point that th- this is a beyond a challenging time. Um, but I don't know that much about him. Based on what I just heard, I'm not the biggest fan. I also, I can't believe... You know, they they still don't know if the shooter, they still don't know if the shooter had a juvenile record. How is that possible? How is that possible? Now, granted, they're a little bit behind time-wise, but it you, you've had, you know... Almost 24 hours to work on this? Is it? Does it take that long to access the records? You see, this stuff is wrong. Barnacle. Republicans are the enemies. Boy, that's helpful. 
I didn't know about the Facebook thing. That's new. So he posted on Facebook. The 18-year-old maniac who shot and killed the 19 posted on Facebook. He was going to shoot up a school, says the governor. Now, no one, I didn't know anyone had that. It just came 10 days after 10 people were shot to death in a racist rampage in Buffalo. I'll tell you what does not help the situation. In, uh, let me see if we have uh, Barnacle here. That's, that's not helpful, to put it mildly. Do we have audio of him? Captain Fraud. You know, when I was against him on the radio in Boston, I beat him within three months. Uh, because we just did a better show. Let me write, uh, find him. Barnacle. I mean, that's just... There's got to be... I, 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 On a day like today, you can't even watch... Um, you can't even even flip to like a morning Joe. Republicans are the enemy. Anybody have audio of that? He, is that it? No. No one? Morning Joe didn't put that up on theirs? But he, he, I'll, I'll tell you what, what's happening right now. At 148, there's, there's several... Several things. One is the fact that you have this happen. Number two, you have the fact that the NRA is still going to go ahead with their convention in Texas. You don't want to postpone it, move the blanking location. Um, let me hear of uh, this is Joe Scarborough. Morning, Joe. Again, not a fan, but... ...style weapons. Almost two-thirds of Americans, overwhelming number of Americans, support gun safety laws. The Congress will not pass, but here's the thing. It's not just that. What makes it worse is not just what Congress is not doing. What makes it worse is what state legislators are doing. There's a race to the bottom. We saw it in abortion where a 13-year-old girl can get raped and she's forced to carry the rapist's baby full term, basically ending her life as she knows it. Well, Texas... That's not true. ...and other states are racing to the bottom. Florida, racing to make sure you can get a gun without training. You can get a gun without... All right, I can't, I can't listen to that. To that, uh, I don't know about that. I, I, I actually, I, I, do, I, I don't. Again, they, they, they are gaslighting, is what they're doing. Um, let me go back to this. Uh, well, it's certainly an opportunity for someone. I think. Um, I, I. I the governor was just going on and on and on. But I do want to hear. Um, let me go back to that press briefing right now. Here we go. We can't imagine the pain that these families are going through. We saw it four years ago in Santa Fe. So can we not be a nation that can stand together for at least a day or a week or a month my gosh to put these families first and everything else second my gosh you know we 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 live in a time i said this yesterday when people are at each other's throats everywhere we turn whether it's on the internet or an Oscar stage or two coaches arguing or in the political world or the media world. Who are we as an American people? Who are we? We all have to do our part. All 
do our part to make us a better people and a better nation. Evil will always walk among us. And in times like this, I've seen it. The governor's seen it. The speaker's seen it. The senators have seen it. The attorney general's seen it. And these other shootings, Sutherland Springs, El Paso, Odessa, Santa Fe, it's God that brings a community together. It's God that heals a community. It's God that heals a shattered and broken heart. Now, folks, I want to play that Beto O'Rourke who's running for governor. He just, ah, just as I pulled out of it, because it was just going on and on and on. Let me play um, Beto O'Rourke crash the the press conference. And here it is. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Sit down. You're out of you're out of line and an embarrassment. Hey, sit down. 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 Sit Sir, you're out of line. Sir, you're out of line. Please leave this auditorium. I can't believe you're a sick son of a bitch that would come to a deal like this to make a political issue. Wow, that was Beto O'Rourke. Ah, just as I pulled, he was saying to Abbott, this is on you. Wow, listen to them yelling back at him. Whew, boy, that's Texas. Wow, whew. Folks, again, good afternoon at 154. Um, but it is, it is political. It is political. I get that. All right, let me hear. Um, let's go back to the press briefing just for a moment. We'll have a long, very robust discussion about mental health like we always have. We'll continue to support mental health in the state, especially That guy yelling at him. Like the sheriff said, like the mayor said, every community has this. This Texas you're talking about. must be addressed. And this crisis is another reiteration of a mental health crisis we have in this state. Wow. I also want to thank the law enforcement for their work. It's DTS, Border Patrol, sheriffs, police officers, both locally and the school hey, district. Hey, he had the guts to show up. I believe one school district's police officer lost his, his wife in the shooting. He was there on the scene. And the governor mentioned... Sheriff's deputy losing a child in that building as well. Just unspeakable tragedy to this whole community. And the mental health of our law enforcement is, is, is crucial in these times. And it's okay for them to say something's wrong as well. I, I do my deer hunting here in Uvalde County. It's a beautiful community with beautiful people. And all we can say is how tragic this is and the support this, this the state will show and will continue to show and we, we just appreciate your resiliency and let us know how we can help you in the state of texas thank you and now the director of the texas department of public safety steve mccraw all right i wasn't wrong that it was um on behalf of the sheriff chiefs of police the department's been asked to go through course, this is texas now again i want to um good afternoon one and all um that, that, we'll see how that plays with that Beto O'Rourke, who's running for governor against Abbott. A lot of fireworks there. But, you know, let's, let's, let's look at this. Um, this, th- this is 19 children. I, I think, um, you know, I'm seeing, you have to be 25 to rent a car. You have to be 21 to drink. Why can an 18-year-old buy an assault rifle? In Texas, you have to be 21 to be a, buy a handgun, but you can buy a rifle at 18. I, I, don't, I don't think he's wrong. I didn't know that. I didn't know you have to be 21 to buy a handgun. Texas, you have to be 21 by handgun, but you can buy an AR at, at 18. I don't, that doesn't seem right. And I think that 
that like that right away. That should be. And when you go back to remember, Aaron Hernandez was renting cars in Rhode Island. He wasn't even 25 yet. All of what he put is true. You have to be 25 to rent a car, 21 to drink, and an 18-year-old can buy an assault rifle. I didn't know that in Texas, 21 years old to buy a handgun. But that deranged, and, and we also learned that he posted on Facebook, I, I'm going to shoot my grandmother. And then he posted, I just shot my grandmother. Shooter wrote on Facebook, I'm going to shoot the elementary school. Then he posted that. Now, that's the first we're hearing of that. He shared three chilling Facebook posts warning of the attack minutes beforehand. Now, you can argue about the algorithm. I think that's interesting that he posted that. That's the first we're hearing about that because I know there had been talk that he was posting things on Instagram. Folks, right now at 158, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Stop in and see them at the Lodge Pub and Eatery. I want to reiterate that I, I think that should be and I'm reading now, I'm not saying they're copying the York, but I am seeing now that other people are also questioning the age thing. And I'll say this, you know, the governor about mental health, and I get that, but you're not going to, there's always going to be misfits. There's always going to be people, there are. You're not going to end bullying. You're not going to get rid of young male teen confusion and rage but he could not have done that with a handgun and he could not have done that with a knife so i believe at 159 that the age limit should be raised to 21 because i as i've said i think there's a huge difference between the mindset of an 18 year old and and it sounds like this is someone that would have done other things to get himself flagged and then when he turned 21 They wouldn't have let him purchase the weapon. Folks, listen, enjoy this Wednesday. We're back tomorrow at 11. Stay tuned for the news and then the WNRI Winsocket.